0: If you're interested in taking your nutrition from pretty good to pretty great in just 30 days without ever feeling like you're on a diet, then you're in luck. That is what we are talking about in this episode, so stay tuned. You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so that we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. All right, guys, welcome to episode number 148 of the Digital Barbell Podcast. Thanks, as always, for being here. I thought it would be nice at the beginning of this episode to read a couple reviews that we've gotten recently. We really appreciate when you guys take your valuable time to leave us a review on Apple, five-star review, of course, five-star rating, I guess it is, and especially you guys that take the time to type out a review. How about we read one or two? How about that? All right, this one was from Surfing When Possible. Love that name. Pragmatic and results-oriented. The Digital Barbell podcast is thoughtful, well-produced, and is one of the few that offers pragmatic takeaways that you can implement to get real results. I worked out regularly for about 10 years, ran a few marathons, and did a pretty decent job of, quote, staying in shape, but it wasn't until I started Digital Barbell and using their guidance that I started actually getting stronger and looking better. Would definitely recommend Love that.
1: Yeah. Nice. It's really nice. Let's
0: read one more. This is from Fig Steve D. (laughs) G. G. J. They said, This podcast is amazing, so informative and transformative. Jonathan and Blakely provide a lot of valuable insight on both training and nutrition and how to maximize your results in a realistic way that you can keep doing for the long term. Hey, that ties in with this episode a lot. Mm -hmm. I've been using their free five week training program. Hashtag arms, abs, and you know, you know the, the rest. rest. And I'm already starting to see results based on the recommended loads and sets and eating more consistently. Thank you for putting out such great quality content. Man, those are great. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Thank you guys for leaving those reviews. If you have time to leave us one, we, will, um, we appreciate it, first of all. And secondly, maybe we'll read it on next week's episode. So quick announcement, I feel like we've been promoting nonstop, (laughs) but we only do this once every three months. So let's, let's get into, um, talking about full body remodel Mm -hmm. registration is open as of the day that this episode airs and it closes on July 3rd Yeah, and the program starts on July 5th. That's right. Again, this is a workout program that Blakely wrote. It's based on our own training philosophy that combines strength training, which is kind of boring on its own. Mm -hmm. Bodybuilding, which is kind of boring on its own and CrossFit, which can be a little bit too much for some people to do every single day Mm -hmm. of the week. So we've pulled the best out of both, all three, and combined them into this program. Like I said, based on our training philosophy, Mm -hmm. you should expect to get stronger. You should expect to see more muscle definition. Mm -hmm. You should expect for your endurance to increase. You should expect to feel like a crazy badass. (laughs) True. (laughs) And the best part is, you get to do it along with our team. Yeah. Either Blakely or Haley is likely to be your coach through the program. And you're going to love your results. Mm-hmm. You're going to love knowing that there's somebody watching out for you and that you never have any question about what you should be doing. So yeah. you can read more about the program at the link in the show notes. But if you're listening to this within the couple of days that it comes out, please join this group because this will not be released again until right around the holiday season. Right. So it's a great way to go into the holidays with a head start. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But today we're talking about another thing that Mm -hmm. is remodel related. We wrote a four week nutrition program called the nutrition remodel. Mm -hmm. And this has kind of been an evolutionary process. We started out with this as a four week program and ran a bunch of people through it, made some improvements, ran a bunch of people through it, made some improvements. And now it is the nutrition Mm -hmm. remodel. And Blakely brought a lot of of magic to (laughs) making this thing more user friendly and just easier to follow. And, Really, the thing that we want to talk about in this episode is not really to promote the nutrition remodel, but to talk about why it is the way that it is and how come it can help you transform your nutrition. Whether you go through this program or you just use the principles of it, this is the way that you want to make a lasting change Mm -hmm. to your nutrition. Because at the end of the day, the problem with most diets is, We look at them as like a time of temporary change to our behavior. Mm -hmm. I was on a diet. Now I'm off the diet, that kind of thing. Like I'm going to do paleo for a month. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do keto. I'm going to do intermittent fasting. And then when that diet ends, we look back and we're like, man, I didn't really learn anything Mm -hmm. about nutrition. I didn't learn anything about habit change. And there really was no lasting habit change that caused me to be able to keep the results that I got. It was
1: based on restriction throughout that whole 30 days or whatever it was.
0: Yeah. It's just a test of how well you could restrict. Like (laughs) willpower. Yeah. So, you know, the bottom line is that doesn't really work. There has to be some kind of underlying habit change. Right. And if you're going to spend the time doing something, spend the time on something that has the potential to lead to, you know, a broader level of change. Mm -hmm. Like think about if um, if you were trying to learn to play the guitar and, you picked a song that you were going to use to help you learn the guitar. You just practiced that one song over and over and over again for a month. By the end of that month, you would probably be really good at playing that one song. Mm-hmm. That would be the skill that you developed. So on the nutrition side, this could be like, I learned how to eat without eating carbs <laughs> during that month. But let's say you spent that same month learning the guitar, how, learning how to play you know, all the different chords. Mm-hmm and all the different progressions. Well, now you would have the skills to be able to take with you long past that month to play all the different kinds of songs that you wanted to. So that's the way that we look at nutrition. It's a great analogy. Oh, thanks. I've been practicing my (laughs) analogies. (laughs) Um, So that's the same approach with nutrition. Make the change to the underlying habits because that's what will lead to lasting change. You know, your teeth stay clean because Mm -hmm. you clean them a couple times a day, every day, not just because you did it one day or for a month. Your car stays pretty clean because you have the habit of taking out the trash out of it every once in a while and washing it. Your kitchen stays clean because you have the habit of loading the dishwasher every night. It's not that you were perfect at making yourself do it every night for a month. You just kind of do it Mm -hmm. on autopilot because that is the fundamental behavior that you default to. And that is what we want with your nutrition. And that is the point of this program that we wrote. I should have said at the beginning, but... As a member of Full Body Remodel, you can also go through this four-week nutrition remodel for half price, or if you're listening to this and you already have your workouts on lockdown, but you know that you need help with your nutrition, Mm -hmm. you can join just the nutrition remodel and go through it starting on July 5th also. Um, I'll put a link for how to to do that in the show notes. But that is what the nutrition remodel is all about. It's going to take you from the basics of healthy habit change all the way through The more detailed stuff of logging your food and knowing how many calories and how much protein and fiber are right for you. And then probably the biggest thing that it addresses that most diets never even touch on, which is probably one of the biggest parts is the mindset side of things. You know, we're really good at being really strict on something for a certain amount of time that eventually our mind starts to play tricks on us. And, and that is usually the thing that ends up throwing us off track is what's going Mm -hmm. on between our ears and not in our mouth. So this program addresses some of the common mindset issues that come Mm -hmm. up also. And, um, also wanted to mention that the way that we came up with this program wasn't just based on like, you know, you know, sitting down and thinking about it, it was after working one-on-one with hundreds of people on their own personalized nutrition and problems with Mm -hmm. nutrition and mindset issues around nutrition, we went back and looked like, okay, what is the most common journey for a person to go through during that first month? What are the most important things to work on? What are the common obstacles that come up? And that's how we built this program was to address those things before they even come up and kind of walk through that progression. Okay, so I thought we would kind of use the nutrition remodel as a framework to kind of go through this discussion, but the point isn't for us to like tell you every single step that go, that is in the program, but it's for you to to have like a framework to take away to think about how can I make the habit changes that I need to make in a gradual way that makes it a lasting change. So that's that's how we're going to kind of approach this and using the framework of the nutrition remodel. Okay, so let's talk about what One of the most important things to do when you start is it's to think about, okay, how am I going to track my progress? Because I think when a lot of people start a nutrition journey, they're like, well, obviously I'm going to step on the scale and weigh myself maybe once a week. Well, that might not be the best way to track your progress. It might be better to weigh yourself more frequently and look at the average of your weight from week to week. It also is Very beneficial to use other metrics like progress pictures, like certain body part measurements, because a lot of times people are undergoing a body composition change where they're building muscle and losing fat at the same time, especially here in the beginning. And you're going to want to have something other than just your weight to track your progress. Another huge part is in the beginning stages is just creating awareness about what you're already doing. And the way that we do that in this program is with a visual food diary. So within true coach, uh, people going through have a place to post photos of everything that they eat. You'd be shocked to see even after the first week, how many people realize, man, I didn't even know I was eating that same thing almost every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought it was a lot less frequent. So having a visual representation of what you're eating is like super eye opening because Anytime you want to make a change, the first step has to be creating awareness. So, starting to document what you eat is a huge thing. Also, a fundamental part of any nutrition program that is going to create a lasting change has to under, has to be understanding what are proper portions. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about like what are the main drivers of progress with nutrition. Food quantity is a huge one because that's ultimately how many calories that you're eating. But here in the beginning stages, it could be overwhelming to think about logging every single Mm -hmm. ingredient you eat in my fitness pal. What about restaurants? What about this? No, we're going to learn like, what does a portion look like on a plate? Any more specifically, what does a portion of protein look like for a man? What does a portion of protein look for, look like for a, Mm -hmm. for a woman? Same with carbs, same with fat, like how much, should we be eating in vegetables how much should we have in starchy carbs like rice so learning what proper portions are is mm-hmm. something you can take with you forever and also when you're traveling even when you get to the point where you're weighing meals and stuff like that knowing what a portion looks like is like a freeing thing yeah. <laughs> a freeing skill to have so that's a huge part of it learning how much water you should drink mm-hmm. every day does it matter what time of day you drink it does it matter if do we count um tea do we count coffee all those things the, the benefits of staying hydrated go well beyond just like keeping your stomach full. It can improve your digestion, your energy, and really like understanding that somebody who has a bunch of healthy habits, including drinking water, is just somebody who's more likely to continue making health promoting decisions throughout the day. So hydrating is included in mm-hmm. that learning how to deal with hunger (laughs) it would be we would be doing a bad job as coaches if we just said you're never going to be hungry even if your goal is fat loss look if you're losing fat there's a good chance you're going to be hungry that is literally one of the Mm -hmm. ways your body tries to get you to regain weight and to stop losing weight to create homeostasis is by saying i'm hungry so we want to learn the techniques to how to deal with hunger when it does come up and then like i said earlier learning to overcome some of the common mindset issues is something we want to address right at the beginning because sometimes we'll have like a really solid couple days in the beginning and then something will happen and we'll slip up and we'll be like, man, I've already failed. Mm -hmm. What is the point here? I've done this again. I'm just going to go through this cycle where I think I can do this and then I've failed. So having strategies to know how to get back on track as soon as possible is a huge part of long-term success. And like I said, that is probably the main thing that's ignored completely in most quote diets I don't think when I did low carb there was anything in the program I was following that said like here's what to do if you accidentally eat a cupcake here's what to do if you accidentally eat a bag of chips you know what I, mean? yeah. I just figured I screwed up and like well I guess I'm done now yeah. I've already screwed up and then just there's a lot of education in this program too and um, I know I'm not trying to just talk about this program but when you are looking at making a lasting change with your nutrition, it's so good to understand the basics of nutrition because it gives you some science to fall back on when maybe you're wondering like, why isn't this working or why did my weight go up this day? So um, learning the basics of energy balance, understanding what the three different macronutrients are and how they play a role in the body composition changes that you can potentially make. Um, Those are all things that we really Mm -hmm. want to focus on and really learning what what is food that sounds kind of silly, but, um, I didn't, I didn't know before. I just assumed like an egg was all protein Mm -hmm. and, you know, ice cream was all whatever, (laughs) you know, but starting learning how to read nutrition labels and just understanding when you look at a plate or when you're offered something to eat, like, well, what is it? Is it mostly protein? Is it mostly carbs? Mm -hmm. Is this something that probably has a lot of calories in it? So learning the basics of nutrition on that side of things is a huge, um, huge thing that we focus on in the program. And if you want to really make a lasting change to your nutrition, you got to take some ownership of actually learning what's in the food that you eat. Mm -hmm. Another thing that we tackle really early on is the whole idea of good versus bad food. Like, okay, I'm going, I'm going on this diet. I, I have this category in my mind. Okay. These are all the good, healthy foods. These are all the bad, unhealthy foods. I must eliminate all of the unhealthy Mm -hmm. foods. I must only eat the good healthy foods. And then, like I said earlier, invariably you end up eating something on the naughty list and you feel like you failed. So we address in the program, like, well, what does that really mean? Like, how can we get rid of the stigma between good food and bad food? Mm -hmm. And how can we look at food more as like nutrition and how can we set up our environment so that it's easier to make more nutritious choices more often mm-hmm. and make less less nutritious um, choices without those feelings of restriction right. that sometimes come along with a diet. All right, so we're making progress with some of these basic things. Let's talk about how we can kind of step things up to the next level, kind of taking you into next into week two of the program. But like I said, all this pertains to whether you're just going about this. On your own, you're just trying to make lasting change. So we want to create habits around healthy snacking. I think snacking is a thing that holds tons of people back. Even when I start to look at somebody's food log, sometimes I'll see that people are eating like three-quarters of their calories of the day just in snacks. So we start to work on, well, how can we tweak the snacks that you choose to make them line up more with your Mm -hmm. goals and maybe even uh, start to help you fill in some of the gaps in your nutrition too because I don't think we have to eliminate snacking at all I mean you and I snack quite a bit
1: but I have to say I think I was guilty of the having too many calories in my snacks for a very long time and I and even when we would try to do a quote cut or anything I would be curious well why isn't this really working for me and Come to find out, it was it was in my snacks.
0: You, were, you girl be snacking.
1: <laughs> it was it was high-calorie snacks. Right. So I would be eating like a perfect bar. And, and I kind of felt like I was making excuses of like, I need to be fueling myself for my workout, so I need to be eating this much. But I was putting all the calories in these high-dense-calorie snacks, and then I was really hungry very shortly after that, so I'd be eating another snack and yeah. another snack. And when I flipped the script and like, fed myself better throughout my meals, you know, more protein and more carbs and the right amount of fat in each of my meals. I feel like I'm snacking less, but I feel better in my workouts and I feel sufficiently fueled.
0: Yeah. That's a great example. And really a lot of times we can just help people feel, you know, make this change to their snack without saying, okay, don't eat this. It's more like, Hey, have one to two high protein snacks per day, Mm we tell them what that means. Mm -hmm. Uh, For anybody who doesn't know, our our high-protein snack rule is take the grams of protein in the snack, multiply it times 10, and that should be greater than the number of calories Mm -hmm. that are in the serving. So if you look at something like an RX bar, they have about maybe 10 to 13 grams of protein. Multiply that times 10, we're at about 130. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, RX bar has like 220 calories in it. So um, that's an example of helping somebody change their snacks up a Mm -hmm. little bit to change their underlying habits and change their result.
1: And that's where all we're like just logging your food. Even if you're just doing a visual photo diary at first using the hand rule, these things help you like get, bring awareness to the amounts that you're eating and what these foods are.
0: Absolutely. Another easy piece of low hanging fruit that you can start to change with your nutrition during this phase is looking for places to eliminate or, lower the number of liquid calories Mm -hmm. that you drink um so that's an easy one i mean it's just shocking how much how many calories are in things like juices and Mm -hmm. even some like kombuchas and things that get classified as as healthy and these calories don't typically fill us up but Mm -hmm. they contribute just as much to our weight gain as sitting down and eating a donut so i mean i was actually buying something at a convenience store last week and the person in front, of, in front of me was buying a Big Red. First of all, who knew they still made Big Red? <laughs> Second of all, this thing had like, it was a 16-ounce, granted, but yeah. it had like 290 calories mm-hmm. in this Big Red. And this person, you know, 290 calories is probably not a whole lot less than what a meal should be for this person. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to see why these... the e- that by eliminating and limiting these mm-hmm. liquid calories can really pay quick dividends when it comes to making positive changes. Another thing you'll want to start to dial in that we do in this program around this time is about how much protein should we be eating per mm-hmm. meal. And I said about notice that and notice we haven't got to the point yet where we're logging our food in my fitness pal. The point of this step is to make sure that our Overall daily protein is getting in the neighborhood of what is optimal for us so that when we get to the point where we are logging our calories and, you know, figuring out how much protein we're eating that we're already kind of in the neighborhood. So we're not trying to make a drastic change. Right. If you haven't noticed, we're kind of against making drastic changes and more <laughs> into kind of easing into this stuff so that's not such a hard pill to swallow. So we talk about um, how much protein should a man get per meal? How much protein should a female get per meal? And if you think back to one of the original steps of using, I don't think we said it earlier specifically, but using the hand rule as mm-hmm. a guide for portions, we've already kind of started to get in that neighborhood with that rule. So now we're just using the Google machine at this step to check like, okay, how much protein is in a chicken breast? How much protein is in two eggs. And we start to become aware of that and shoot for a specific goal mm-hmm. per meal, all with the idea of just starting to continue to dial in the specificity of these habits. Right. We also want to learn around this time because everybody's typically starting to, to wonder like, huh, what about like cookies? And <laughs> what about bourbon and wine and cake? How does all that fit into this? Because you've already gone a little bit of time with building this healthy habits and your brain is starting to tell you like, huh, what about those other things?
1: And as soon as you start to write things down, you're like, you know, two glasses of wine and it's, it's like, it's a harder pill to swallow. A lot of times if you have to write it down Mm -hmm. than if you're just like, if you just drink it without thinking about it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So it's around this time that you you want to make sure that you're not letting the super restrictive mindset creep in. Mm-hmm. Kind of going back to the good food, bad food thing, and learning like how much of this stuff is okay to have in your diet. And this is person to person dependent because we're all so different. And you know, from the psychological perspective and from mm-hmm. the craving perspective, but making sure that you can still have some of these foods in your diet because again, we're in this for a lasting change, right. and it's unrealistic to say. I'm going to be a person that never eats cookies again. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to eat chips and salsa again. So looking at like about how many calories of, of this can I have per day keeps the restriction away, but it doesn't impede my goals. This is a critical step that most people miss when it comes to making a change to their nutrition. Mm-hmm. In the program we talk about what supplements do you need. Mm -hmm. But let me just give a little spoiler alert since this isn't all about the program. You don't need any supplements to make these changes that you are trying to make with your nutrition. Supplementation and really the supplements that we recommend which are really just creatine and a pre-workout, if you don't, if you tolerate caffeine well, those are about increasing your workout performance. But when we're talking about making lasting changes to your nutrition, don't let somebody sell you on a whole handful of vitamins or supplements Greens, that powders you and, that you need to yeah. take to to fix your nutrition. You you don't need to supplement with anything to fix your nutrition that is just somebody right. trying to sell you something if you're working on the proper portions that we've already talked about up until this point with fruits and vegetables and grains and protein and drinking enough water you are 99 of the way there unless your doctor tells you like hey you're deficient in this mm-hmm. and that should be something between you and your doctor not some standard protocol that's rolled out One last thing on supplements before we move on to something else is it's kind of around this time where some people may start to rely on protein shakes either to fit in an extra high protein snack Mm -hmm. or just to help with hunger, that kind of stuff. So learning about what makes a good protein supplement powder is a good thing. Um, The thing with a protein powder is we want to make sure that most of the calories are coming from protein Mm -hmm. since it's a protein supplement. The example I always give is like, if you're in the market to buy a leather chair, you wouldn't go buy an entire car that came with leather upholstery just to get the chair. (laughs) You'll be wasting a lot of money that you don't need to spend.
1: Okay. That's not a good one.
0: That's a great one. Put it in the books. So so you want to look at the calorie content and the macronutrient breakdown of your protein powder and make sure that most of the calories are from protein. Remember, protein has four calories per gram. So if your protein powder has 25 grams of protein, it should have somewhere around 100 calories in it, not 250. Right. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these uh, protein powders are spiked with other things that just um, increase the fat content, increase the carb content. And it's just a bad deal when it Mm -hmm. comes to getting protein for the number of calories, huge thing here. If you're zoned out, pay attention. You have to, in your nutrition journey, look at changing your idea of what is a goal in general. And specifically, we want to try to shift your mindset around setting outcome based goals and changing that into setting process goals. So our natural instinct as humans is to think I want to lose 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. Great. That's the outcome that I want. How does that help us? It doesn't really help us unless we turn that into a set of behaviors, a process that leads to that goal. And not only thinking about what is the process going to be, but thinking about the, the steps of the process that we can now turn into the goal itself. So if our goal is to lose 10 pounds and we decide, man, to make that happen, I'm probably going to have to make my own breakfast make Mm -hmm. my own lunch, I'm gonna need to find a way to get seven to eight hours of sleep. Now those individual steps are turned into my process goal. So my goal for the day is to prepare my breakfast for the next day, prepare my lunch for the next Mm -hmm. day, set up my evening routine so that I can get that seven to eight hours of sleep. Those processes are now my goal. And the benefit of doing it this way is not only do you build these great habits of the actual behaviors, but you reach the outcome goal setting that 10-pound weight loss goal with no process goal behind it, good luck.
1: That makes a lot of sense because when we think about, say, a training goal, like I want a ring muscle-up, we understand the steps. We don't just say, like, I want a ring muscle-up. Four weeks go by and I should have one. We (laughs) practice our pull-ups. We practice our kip swing. We practice our dips. We work on it daily. We work on our hands transitions. Like, There's all these steps that we know we have to take before we can get that ring muscle-up. But I think it's very common with a weight loss goal to say, I want to lose 10 pounds Mm -hmm. and then that's kind of where the where it ends
0: and the real danger in that besides not reaching your goal is that you just beat yourself up when you don't reach the goal not realizing that it wasn't that the goal was bad i mean you can have bad goals but the the you're not a bad person you just didn't set yourself up for success but since you didn't set yourself up for success you didn't have success and Mm -hmm. you just see yourself as a person who can't do you know, hard things yeah. and a person who never does what they say they're going to do, that kind of thing. So flipping the script on setting outcome oriented goals into yeah, setting process like oriented goals. Okay. Let's dial it up a notch. Okay. We've already got great habits. We've no portions, mm-hmm. hydration, all this mindset stuff that we're working on. Get it's out time- your
1: phone because you're going to be <laughs> downloading my fitness pal app. It's
0: time to see how the numbers actually play out with these habits that you've already built. It's yeah. time to actually plug the food that you eating the stuff you've been taking pictures of with your visual food diary and see how many calories it comes out to even more than that. We're going to help. We're going to help you in the program, set your own specific calorie goal. If you're not going through the program, mm-hmm. you need to use an online calculator or talk to somebody who knows something about something and figure out what your calorie, mm-hmm. your first set of calorie goals is going to be.
1: Let me just, let's, let's, let's just reflect on where we've been so far, because I really do think this is an important part of why this type of, um, nutrition program works because say on week one we downloaded the my fitness pal app and we just started plugging away in the foods that we were already eating and we hadn't already learned about energy balance learned about the macronutrients learned about the portion sizes with our hands learned about how much protein we would be devastated probably in <laughs> Over- the beginning overwhelmed. and overwhelmed and just spinning our wheels trying to like make some progress and not really getting anywhere because it's just like Okay, I was, you know, you kind of feel like maybe you're doing everything wrong Mm -hmm. if you just started from here. And so two weeks have gone by. You've gotten great habits and maybe even longer if, you know, it takes you a little bit longer to dial in some of these habits. But like you've gotten great habits. And as soon as you start to plug this in, you're probably going to be refreshed instead of defeated.
0: Heck yeah. Remember that game Tetris? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So imagine like if if you started to play Tetris right here at this stage of your journey, but... (laughs) There was an unlimited number of shapes in the game. What and is
1: up with you in all? I've the- been working on my
0: analogies. So the game starts, and all, oh the, and like thirty different size pieces start falling from the sky, and you're trying to make them all fit together. It would be completely overwhelming, and you would fail mm-hmm. right away.
1: Not just the square, <laughs> but in the straight line. I
0: mean, isn't the game? Aren't there like five or yeah. six? Yeah, and there's only like five them. or six different uh, yeah. shapes. So like. Think of those as the habits. And now we're going to take those habits and plug them into the game. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a whole lot easier because you're already really familiar with the shape of the pieces. All right, I get it. Bazinga. Good one. good one. Another one. Man, I'm just on fire today. <laughs> three for,
1: I, two for three. <laughs> <laughs> that one was not so good about the leather seats.
0: <laughs> Whatever. That was like the best one. All right. So, um, yes. Yeah, so now we are getting more specific. Okay. We were ramping up. So now we're going to be trying to hit within about 100 calories, you know, give or take mm-hmm. of our calorie goal. Mm-hmm. So many people get overwhelmed at this stage when they're not working with the coach, like I missed it by 10 calories today. <laughs> yeah. But you probably under, you probably like, you know, had a 20% r- margin of error in your logging. Don't worry about the 10 yeah. calories. Like it's the, it's the intent of trying to get close right. and like guiding you more and more specifically towards getting these targets. So build the skill of, of learning to track your food mm-hmm. in my fitness pal. And that's really what it is. A skill. Right. I think about our client, Jason, who, when I transitioned him over to logging in my fitness pal, but we did, we went through this exact same process and he, he's, he's a teacher and he's like, you know, a little bit like type a, like mm-hmm. he wants to get it right. Right. Kind of guy. And I was like, We had to go through this process of like being like, all right, don't worry about it. Like you're going to get better at Mm -hmm. this. It's not going to be perfect right Right. here off the bat. It's like anything else. Should I go back to my guitar example? (laughs) You will get better at this with practice. So learning the skill and being patient with yourself around this time, even though you have a calorie goal, we want to start to learn how much fiber you should be eating per day Mm -hmm. because we're going to have a specific goal for fiber moving forward. So starting to pay attention to that little bar in my fitness pal, that's like, how much fiber did you eat? Because this is something that will really unlock levels of progress for you later on in your journey. So that's something to start bringing into your radar as you're starting to now actually see how many grams of each thing that you're eating.
1: Also at this point, you know, if, if we're doing this four week challenge, we're already on week three. A lot of people think about a nutrition challenge and they think like, oh, I'm going to have to log my food. And it's this devastating feeling of like, oh, that's the worst thing in the world to have to log your food, you know? And and like he said, you get better at, the, at it, but think about it. It's four weeks. Only two of the four weeks are you logging your food. And if you get through those two full weeks of doing it, think of the education that you will have gotten from logging your food, from learning what is in each meal that you're eating. Oh, like realizing like, oh gosh, when I ate that perfect bar, that was like 320 calories. Like I'm not eating that thing anymore. Liquid. What it did to my day. You really start to see <laughs> yeah. like what you eat how it plays out in, in in your calorie goals, in your macronutrient goals.
0: Yeah. And it's around in this like you said, this whole time you've just been practicing and right. practicing all these different things. And, and the reason that matters is because now a lot of these things are just becoming the default of the way you do things. Like I drink my water every Mm -hmm. day. I don't have to like set an alarm on my phone anymore. It's just what I do because I know it makes me feel good. I know how to build portions. Like I can look at a plate at a restaurant and be like, whoa, that's a lot of rice. Like maybe I shouldn't eat all that rice or like, oh man, this salad has 17 different sources of fat (laughs) on it that probably add up to a bazillion calories. So yes, you are learning and learning and you're just reinforcing, um, the great habits that you're building. Right. Not to mention like, you're making progress. Like the average yeah. person that goes through this month long program loses between five and 10 pounds of fat, which is like amazing mm-hmm. progress. Well, it's
1: all based on just awareness, really, of what awareness and like refining some habits.
0: Yeah. And they, like I said, even if you're not going through this program, if you follow the steps yourself, mm-hmm. you should expect some more results. A lot of it has to do with the mindset side of things of giving yourself, you know, a little bit of grace when you quote mess up and just resuming where you left off. Okay. Let's move on and get even more dialed in. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Finish line is near.
0: Okay. Let's dial it in even more. We already have a specific calorie goal. We already know how to build portions, all that good stuff. We've already been estimating our protein per meal, both for males and females. Now it's time to get specific about how many grams of protein we eat per day mm-hmm. and we're going to set a specific goal for how much fiber we eat
1: per day. We've talked about this before, but what does that goal do do for you? Which one? Fiber.
0: The fiber goal is is the best Jedi mind trick in nutrition. I know I've said that on here before, but fiber is con- it, fiber. It comes from foods that are carbohydrates, but it forces you into eating a lot of nutritious carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. If you look at high fiber carbs, they are things like berries, like grains, mostly whole grains, um, certain vegetables are Avocados. high Avocados. In- right? So you can't. What this does is keep you from eating a really highly processed mm-hmm. carbohydrate. Um, diet, yeah. which in and of itself is not really the goal, but it just takes the place of foods that are really easy to overeat. Yeah, like if you um, if you if the main source of your carbs are Lucky Charms, well, it's probably more likely that you're going to accidentally eat two or three hundred extra calories of Lucky Charms than you know sit down mm-hmm. and have three extra bowls of oatmeal, which is high in fiber.
1: Yeah, I mean when I had to start cutting out. Goldfish as my main source of goldfish crackers as my main source of carbs and go back to some fruits and vegetables, no
0: fiber in those goldfish. I mean, I guess they're high in like omega (laughs) threes. So now we're going to be working towards that individual protein goal. The reason we emphasize protein so much is because it literally has the building blocks for new muscle tissue. So if you're not putting in enough, don't expect to get stronger. Don't expect to recover from your workouts. Plus the majority of our clients are interested in losing fat and building muscle and making positive body composition changes. And we talked earlier about how hunger sometimes comes along with the reduction of body fat and protein is by far the most filling macronutrient. If you don't believe me, I'd like for you to try to sit down and eat three chicken breasts all at once. And that can be helpful to keep you full when you're in a deficit, Mm -hmm. which ultimately leads to more compliance, which leads to you being more consistent, which leads to you getting better results. So, That's the reason for the focus on protein. It's also the most important macronutrient just when it comes to making body composition change, uh, carbohydrate and fat, uh, less important. And really the the more research that comes out, they are very unimportant, for 99% of people who aren't high level athletes that need to be eating a lot of carbs because they're depleting their glycogen stores and those kinds of things. So the reason we don't recommend at this stage, somebody setting protein, carbs, and fat goals is, it's just too overwhelming to try to play that food Tetris game where Mm -hmm. you get to the end of the day and you're like, okay, I got 10 grams of protein left, three grams of carbs and five grams of fat. What can I eat? So it's,
1: instead you're you're focusing on your protein with your fiber goal, but your protein in conjunction with your calorie goal. That's right. So get get enough protein and get your hit your number of calories. Don't worry about your carbs and fat.
0: That's right. And if you get to this part of your journey and you're like well, should I go over my calories to hit my protein goal? No, think back to the way that we went Mm -hmm. about this. The first thing we did after moving on from portions was setting the calorie goal and trying to get within about a hundred of that. And then we added in the specific calorie uh, protein goal, because that is the order of importance Mm -hmm. is staying within your calories. And then underneath that, getting your protein and fiber in. So now that you're getting more and more practiced with hitting these goals, you're really refining your speed in my fitness pal. You, you can learn the skill of pre logging what you plan to eat that day. And then just making any adjustments when things don't work out the way that they did, but you're getting good. That's what, that's the point of this is it's not really a big burden on you because you've gone mm-hmm. about it in this progressive way. And because you've already been eating enough protein at each meal, adding in some high protein snacks, you're probably already really close Too, if not already hitting your protein goal. So hashtag no stress. (laughs) That is the, that's the point of going about it this way. And then the last thing that I want to touch on before we wrap this up is something that we talk about in the program, but you really have to think about this as you go about your nutrition journey for the rest of your life. Think about your nutrition and your fat loss and your muscle gain from a periodized point of view. And what that really means is just don't try to think of this as like, just going on forever. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean paying attention to your nutrition and trying to eat a healthy diet. I'm talking about, you can't like look at where you are now and expect to get to where you want to be necessarily in one fell swoop. Mm -hmm. In other words, you can't be on a diet forever. You know, look at this from a standpoint of like, I'm going to make these changes and it's okay if my next goal after I get to a certain result is to keep practicing the skills that I've gotten with the expectation that I'm just going to maintain the progress that I've already made. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you have 50 pounds to lose. Well, you don't have to go from, you know, wanting to lose that 50 pounds to having lost that 50 mm-hmm. pounds all in one effort. It's gonna take a long time and you're probably gonna get tired and burn out and your mind's gonna be playing tricks on you. Take a break. When you get to a certain milestone, chill for a month, two months, with the goal of maintaining. You just can't, you can't expect yourself to go through this this journey like all in one fell swoop. It takes way more um, discipline and just flexing of the skills that you built to maintain your progress. And that is a place where so many people mess up when it comes to their nutrition. So think about this in a periodized manner. There is no rush. If, if nothing else, like if you are trying to lose fat and you achieve a a great result and you want to take a break at a certain level and eat at like calorie maintenance, you have the potential to build more muscle and strength during that time. And then when the time comes, you can, go back down into a fat loss phase and, and lose any body fat that you still need to. And the benefit of that is now you've even built up more muscle, which makes it easier to lose fat. So look at this in a periodized way. That's a huge place that people uh, mess up when they go about this alone. Okay, so I hope all that made sense to you, kind of the the journey of, of the average digital barbell nutrition coaching client turned into the nutrition remodel. If you want to go through this process um, and like like actually have us guide you through these steps through true coach, through the handbook that comes with it, we'd love to have you. If if you're already planning to do full body remodel, you can add the nutrition remodel on for half price, but you're welcome just to go through the program um, on your own if you already have your uh, workouts on lockdown. So if you have any questions about this, feel free to reach out Jonathan at digital barbell dot com or Blakely b l a k l e y at Digital Barbell, we'd be Thank happy you. to answer any questions that you have. <laughs> all right, you guys have a great day. Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell for all of the latest and greatest free content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we'd love to talk. Apply for coaching with the link in the description of this episode or by visiting digitalbarbell.com. We'd love to talk about helping you reach your goals with a training and nutrition program built just for you. Thanks again and have a great day.